It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Welcome back. Welcome back, you guys. Good to have you. Glad that you're here. Uh, I've been getting some really good feedback about some of our episodes and things we're talking about. So really appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, and just following along with what we talk about. And I'm excited for the topic today. So I'm just going to dive right in. Um, I got a couple emails this week uh, asking me about plant medicine ceremony. And I think there's a lot of people curious, a lot of people interested in it, but there's just a lot of information out there and they're wondering what they should do if they want to pursue it, if they're feeling called to it. Um, both of the emails that I got said they felt called to, to do this. So I just want to answer some questions today. I want to go over five different things that you should consider before you um, engage in psychedelics and plant medicine ceremony for trauma treatment. And I understand a lot of people are using psilocybin. A lot of people have recreationally uh, used psychedelics. And that's obviously not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is using these medicines for healing your deepest wounds, for shifting your life. And really, I, I think that these medicines are designed to help heal your soul in many ways. But I think if used wrongly, they can actually cause damage and do harm. So you just have to be careful. And that's what I want to talk about today is being careful. I do have experience with it. I've done it myself. I've taken people down to Peru, uh, groups down to Peru, and I've seen people um, experience these plant medicine ceremonies. And it's interesting because when I, I do that, I go to Peru, I take people there. When I get home, I hear from everybody about their experience and who they're finding and what the resources are out there. Um, and, and I realize that um, it's illegal, but the reality is, is it's happening everywhere. And there's some really good, I think, places to go and get help in terms of this psychedelics and plant medicine. And there's some not so good places. And there's some people out there, I think, that are taking advantage of this and administering it in ways that aren't the best. So I'm here to talk to you about some things to look for and some things to be aware of before you engage, okay? Um, so one of the first things that I want you to consider is what medicine are you taking and why? Uh, I, one of the things that I'm noticing is a lot of people lump all psychedelics into one thing. It's like, well, yeah, I'll take mushrooms or I'll take ayahuasca, whatever. Just like as long as somebody's willing to kind of do a ceremony for me, I'll do that one. Well, the fact of the matter is, is they're very different. The medicines that you take heal different things and create different experiences. So just because they're psychedelics, 
doesn't mean that um that they're all the same and if you're naive and you're just you know wanting to have a deep experience and just go and just do this thing because you've never had an experience like that you might not get the medicine that you need um so things like uh, I, I mean i, I could, there's there's countless psychedelics you could go to all kinds of retreat centers in mexico costa rica peru all kinds of places and the, and they'll pull out different medicines and um what do you need and why and i would do some research um something that's coming out right now and that's legal here in in the states is ketamine and ketamine is a psychedelic um it's being used to treat depression uh I've never done ketamine myself, but I've researched a ton about it and I've learned a ton about its its effects for helping people with depression. And it's pretty remarkable um, how effective that it's, it is right now and how many people have done it and found positive results from it. Um, but things like ketamine, uh, LSD, um, DMT oftentimes these are synthetic. So these are medicines and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but these are medicines made by men, um, not just plants. And, um, that's okay. The synthetic medication might be really helpful for you, but that's something to consider. Do you want a synthetic? Do you want a plant-based medicine? Does that matter to you? Um, you know, compared to things like psilocybin, you take mushrooms and you have an experience. Um, so just just some the LSD, psilocybin, mescaline. Uh, mescaline is found in San Pedro. It's found in peyote. Um, and they say that the experience is similar to LSD with the mescaline. Um, DMT, uh, MDMA. Uh, and I could go Kana. Um, I heard of an, another one this week. Um, I could go on and on. There's frog poison, there's cactuses, there's vines, there's all this stuff that it comes from. And you'll find it a lot in places where there's indigenous communities where they've used this medicine for years and years and years. And um, so you want to stop for a minute and just think about, okay, First and foremost, the question I think you need to ask is why? Like what needs to heal inside of me? Um, my experience with San Pedro or another name for it is Huachuma was very, very different than my experience with ayahuasca. And um, like so many differences. For one, you do the San Pedro during the daytime you do the ayahuasca at nighttime. The San Pedro, my journey in San Pedro lasted about 20 hours. My ayahuasca journey was about three and a half. Um, and the San Pedro, I, I felt it more kind of in my heart, chakra, kind of my, my, my chest, my, but also, also in my head. Um, the ayahuasca was in my third eye. It was very much uh, up in my head most of the time. Um, the San Pedro, and this is just for me, you guys, the San Pedro for me was very emotional and spiritual 
and the ayahuasca was more physical for me. Um, whereas some of the other participants who who journeyed with me, the ayahuasca was more spiritual. And that ayahuasca was spiritual for me too. I don't want to say that it wasn't. It was spiritual and physical. Um, where the San Pedro was more emotional, uh, deep emotional work. And the reason why I'm telling you this is just to consider that they're different. So doing your research is really important. Stop and actually do your research. Um, where you get it from is important. So, you know, just the the one guy that your friend knows that does ceremony, that's great. Good for him. That's awesome. Uh, does he have a track record of of doing ceremony for a while? And has he helped a few people before he's, you know, just kind of starting off and doing this for you? Um what are his intentions? Are his intentions, uh, is he a healer? Is this about purpose for him? Uh, because I believe that that purpose is important. So even like a doctor who prescribes a ketamine treatment, they might not be a shaman with all the, all the whatever, feathers and the crystals and all that stuff. They still can have that intention of healing. They still can be passionate about their calling to help people versus somebody who is out to make a buck or somebody who's out to feel important themselves about who they are. And so they want to like do this thing because they want to be important. I believe that, that administering this medicine is a sacred calling that somebody needs to take very seriously and um, really know that they're kind of called into it. Um, and I, like I said, that can look all different ways. But it's not just something on a whim that, that somebody should do is start administering this medication. And there's those people out there. Um, I've heard stories, like horror stories, about people going to retreats. And you know they show up in an Airbnb and... You know, it's just poorly run, poorly organized, and it's just not that safe, and it's just not well done. And that matters. The reason why this is so important is, one, uh, you don't want to get hurt, obviously, but two, it affects your journey. The safer you feel, the more you can let go, and the more you can let go, the deeper you can go, and the more you're healing happens. So who is administering the medicine and why? And when I did the medicine, it was from a shaman in the Sacred Valley in Peru and he had he he had he was like a prominent leader shaman in that area and had administered he had grown the medicine himself. He had um, helpers with him, and it was just very, you could tell that this wasn't his first go around, and his energy was very calm and secure, and he knew exactly what he was doing, exactly. Um, and that was very reassuring for us, and that's why I felt comfortable taking people down there and 
um, offering them to do, go through that ceremony with that shaman because I felt comfortable. So um, do your research. Uh, stop for a minute. I uh, I was talking to somebody who had went and got a ketamine treatment, and they said they walked in there, and the it was a doctor's office. It was very medical, um, and uh, you know they're taking his weight before, and they were doing all this medical stuff, and he sat down in like on like a hospital bed or something, and they put an IV in his arm, and he got his treatment. And then all of a sudden, the ketamine hits him, and he's having these kind of out-of-body experiences and stuff, but having a hard time really experiencing that type of stuff in that very Western medicine medical setting. Um, and then I I went to a, a friend's um, treatment with ketamine where he he there was a medical doctor there who was very intuitive, very connected. Um, the lights were low music was playing really good music was playing um the the mindfulness of the practitioner like you could tell like he was into this ceremony of healing um with this ketamine treatment and uh, it was awesome and you know right there like right here in utah two doctors administering the same medication and you can have a completely different experience. Um, so really, you got to ask yourself, what kind of experience do you want? Um, so do your research, find good resources, talk to people who have actually done it um, like, and, and had a good experience that you trust, people that you really, really trust. I'm not trying to freak anybody out, but I am trying to to get you to pump the brakes a little bit. If you're if if you're being called to do this, then pump the brakes a little bit and go to somebody with the right purpose and with the right knowledge and understanding. Um the second thing to consider is uh your intentionality and your preparation with doing psychedelics. So it's one thing if like you're over at a buddy's on a Friday night and they throw you some mushrooms and you throw them in your mouth, like, okay, like you're just doing drugs basically. Um, if, if you're doing that, um, and I'm not saying there's anything right or wrong with that. That's, I don't judge, but, but that's not about ceremony. Um, if you stop and you really pause and you get some things out of the way so that you can open up you're going to you're going to do much better um for like 2 or 3 days before i did the medicine we went on a diet that was very cleansing and clearing for us we weren't eating a bunch of junk food we didn't have a bunch of sugar in our bodies um it was it was mostly quinoa soup so it was like broth and quinoa and vegetables and that's what we ate uh while we were prepping for it i've actually heard people really go through some period of fasting and um fasting from media fasting from food um just getting things out of their life so they're prepping fully for the ceremony um i've even heard of sex fast like you go a couple weeks without sex 
in order to prepare for the ceremony. Just to just to be clear of everything at that at that moment. I'm not saying everybody should sex fast before you go through a journey. I didn't sex fast before my journey. Um but I, I think I may in the future just take a break from as much as I can in terms of the gunk and the things that I've used to numb my life and escape my life because the journey is all about feeling into it and and going there. I don't want to you know eat a bunch of sugar and then take the medicine and that that I don't think that would be awesome. Um so coming back to intention, what is my intention in why why I'm doing this thing? Is it for entertainment? Is it for healing? Is it for curiosity reasons? Is it to connect to God and have a spiritual experience? Um, just, just, just kind of check in with yourself and, and not, there's no right or wrong answer there, but check in with yourself as to why you have this intention to go forward and to search this out. Maybe your intention is, is, uh, is deep healing. Is that there's some trauma, there's some peace there that you just haven't been able to reconcile and the medicine will help you. Um, put your protective parts down so that you can go there. Um, but whatever your intention is. Um, also consider, I talk about fasting and things. I'm not an expert on this. I'm not a doctor, but you need to be careful with mixing medication. So if you're on an SSRI, an antidepressant, um, you need to be careful not taking certain psychedelics while you're on an antidepressant. So just be be aware of that. You might have to work with your doctor a little bit to taper off some things before you go into your um into your psychedelic experience. Um so just something to consider. You want to you want to make sure that you're not setting yourself up for for failure and and having some really bad experiences. Okay. The next thing to consider is um is going into the experience with no expectations. Um because if you have a lot of expectations, that will get in the way of your journey. So letting go and letting God is important and surrendering to whatever it is that that you need. So, for example, I talked about my ayahuasca experience being physical. Um, my body released as much as it possibly could in those three and a half hours out of every direction that it could. I don't want to gross anybody out, but I was begging and pleading for it to stop at, at one point. Um, I would go into some deep spiritual experiences where I would see some important things and then my body would wake me up and I'd be conv convulsing and just, just in pain. And I look at that and it was exhausting. It was a little bit even terrifying for me, um, but it was also incredibly healing. Uh, I, I've had a lot of gut issues I've also held a lot of things inside 
other people's pain, other people's gunk, just junk inside of me. And the ayahuasca cleansed me and cleared me out completely. Um, I didn't go in. I, I tried to have no expectations, but I had no idea that that's what I was going to get. Now, all the other people all around me, they some some of the some of them had a physical reaction and a response, but some of them totally didn't. They had a much different experience with the ayahuasca than I had. Um, sometimes you have a bad trip, and what they say is that bad trip is exactly what you need. My experience with that, I've never had a, I would say, a bad trip on an emotional, spiritual level, but physically with the ayahuasca. Um, but what what I see with the bad trip is is when somebody has a really hard time surrendering and letting go, and they start fighting with the medicine, with their ego, um, they have a bad trip. Now, I don't even like calling it a bad trip because that's really good information for them. It it can bring some humility to see like. I really struggled to feel something and to let go. And yeah, I had these hopes and these aspirations of healing and it, I just spent the last four or five hours in hell. Like literally it felt like I was in hell and that was supposed to heal me. And I would say, yeah, uh, I, that's probably what you needed. And if you can humble yourself and really look at that, then you can have gratitude for that really hard experience. Um, psychedelics and plant medicine, it's not all about feeling good. If you have these ideas of you just see colors flowing and clouds talking to you, yeah, you you see those things. that That happens and it's beautiful and wonderful and but it's also deep emotional, spiritual work. So um, it's not just, you know, unicorns and rainbows. And so if you let go and whatever you experience and whatever comes in is going to come in for you. It's amazing when the ego is cleared um, what we can feel, what we can see, what we can connect to. And it's amazing when we are that open to feel, see, and connect. Um, like how, how, how overwhelming that can be and how hard and painful some of that stuff can be. There's a point in my um, Huachuma journey when I sobbed. And like cried hard and released so much. Um, and I felt so like good afterwards, just relieved. Um, so, uh, okay. I have one more. So the, the ones I've gone over so far is first and foremost, stop research and figure out what medicine is calling you. Um, like specifically what medicine is calling you. Stop and research who's administering that medicine and why. Um, what is their intention? What is their purpose? Second, check out your intention. Why are you doing this? And, and, and check out your preparation for this experience 
um, and make sure that you are fully prepared and that you do that work. Uh, set yourself up for success. Okay. Also consider safety measures in terms of medicines and things like that. And then um, be willing to let go and go in with no expectations. Um, side note, just a little caveat, side note. Also, in most places, this is illegal. So um, I just be cautious. Uh, I've never heard of anybody getting busted by going to a retreat for plant medicine ceremony, but I'm sure it could happen. So um, just just be aware. Um, that's why I go to Peru because it's totally legal and um, that that I felt safer in a place where I know it's totally legal. Um, so ketamine is legal here. And there are some treatments in terms of psychedelics and things like that that are legal. I do believe, in fact, I have a legislator in, in my neighborhood um, that we are on the forefront of this and that in like really soon, a lot of these things are going to start to become legalized. And I hope for that. These things are not, for the most part, for not, not all of them, but for the most part, most of these psychedelic treatments and plant medicines are not addictive and they're also non-lethal. So you can't really overdose of them and you're probably not going to get addicted to them. Now, some people do get addicted to MDMA or ketamine. Um, so you just got to be, you got to be cautious. And again, this is, this comes back to what I was saying about do your research about what medicine is calling you. Um, to me, like having done ayahuasca, that is anything but addicting <laughs> to me. Um, I haven't had one craving. In fact, I've had a craving to not ever do it again. I don't know if that made any sense, but um, yeah, non-addictive. So, um, but just be cautious that, you know, about the laws and hopefully Let's advocate for um, legalization of some of these amazing God-given medicines that help people overcome their trauma. Because it, you look at the history of why these things are illegal, and um, you know if you're if you're pretty conservative and not open to looking at these type of things, then you're just going to say, "No, those are drugs. Druggies just want to do them. They're bad." But the reality is, that's what's kind of been put, beaten into our heads. So that um, so that a lot of these things aren't legalized, um, because there is a difference between you know snorting meth or smoking meth and doing a plant medicine ceremony. Big difference. Um, yeah, I mean the opiate epidemic; those are all legal drugs, which is opiates are far more, way more addictive kill way more people than psychedelics ever have yet psychedelics are illegal opiates are legal okay i'm getting i'm getting off on my soapbox um just be cautious of that don't get arrested um okay another thing to consider is that doing a ceremony or participating in plant medicine taking psychedelics is not a cure-all 
So again, when I say let go of expectations, when you go have this ceremony, you you will have a well, hopefully you'll have a profound emotional, spiritual, physical experience that rocks your world a little bit. And and you might feel connected to God like you never have before. You might understand God's love on a whole new level. The, the deepest, most beautiful experience that you've ever had. And guess what's waiting for you the next day or a couple of days later? You go home and you have all those same inputs that you had when you before you left and went and had your journey. And what will happen is those inputs, your kids, your job, your spouse, the stress of life, those inputs will try to drag you right back into the same ruts that you've always been in. And I've seen it happen where for many people, they just fall right back into the rut. Even though they had this eye-opening, awakening, soul-healing experience, the ruts take over. Right back to it. Now, I'm not telling you this to be hopeless. I, I Plant medicine changed my life drastically in so many ways. Um, more like more than I could have imagined. Um, and it, it, it really did. But it also wasn't a cure-all. Um, so, so recognizing I still need to do some other work. I still need to do some self-care. I need to do some some trauma healing. I need to do some um, life balancing, uh, whatever it is. I think it's really good to have a, and this is the therapist in me, have a continuation of care after the journey. And what that means is what inputs are you going to actually shift and change on day to day so that you can resonate differently now long-term because you felt that different resonating when you did that journey. Have an aftercare plan. Make your own aftercare plan. Hey, after this, I'm going to start therapy. I'm going to start exercising three times a week. I'm going to cold plunge two two days a week. I'm going to read that book that's been calling to me. Um, I'm going to meditate every day for 10 minutes and just try to find that place that I found in my journey. Um, all of these little things are the cure-all. So it's kind of like the the plant medicine, you know, smacks you across the the face like, "Hey, like you can heal. Wake up. Look look at this. Look at this reality." But once you're smacked across the face with that healing, then the real day in and day out work happens. Um I if if you want more education, understanding and resources on this, go over to my web page. Uh, the Brandon Patrick Show. You can send me a message from there, and I'm happy to get you some more resources. I need to get get back to these people who have hit me up this week. Um, I can I can tell you some of my experiences, some places that I've gone, and um, if it's calling to you, then listen. If all your fears come up and say, "Oh, I can't," my religion won't let me, or I'm gonna, it's you know, I just can't make time for it. 
Um, what will my spouse think? Uh, deal with those things. Because I believe that if it calls to you, then you need it. And I think that anybody who wants to shift perspective and change the way you resonate, these medicines have been created for that. And if if you're in a state of pain and suffering and life just is not what you want it to be, maybe this can be one of the big first steps for you to move out of it, move forward. All right, you guys, I hope this was helpful. I hope you have just an amazing day and that all of your wildest dreams come true. I'll talk to you next time. See ya.